Hello and welcome to the Mexico you don't hear about. I'm your host Francisco Yanueva, and I'll be talking to you about my little podcast. This is episode one of the Mexico you don't hear about. The premise of this podcast is to basically talk about the smaller towns, the pueblos, the ranchos of Mexico. We're very keen and we're very aware of the big cities like Mexico City, Guadalajara, Tijuana, and all the touristy areas like Cancun, Puerto Vallarta, and Cabo. And I wanted to talk more about you know the smaller towns that don't really get mentioned, that have deep, deep significance and history that shape Mexico the way it is today. Um, a little bit about myself. I am 25. I'm actually from Mexico. I was born in Cotija, Michoacan. And I am a student right now at ASU. So this is something I do on the side just to, you know, tell you guys about my travels through these small towns throughout Mexico. Um, one of the big things I did growing up was with my dad. We would go and travel around Mexico and visit all these small towns, these pueblos, along with the big cities. But... One of the big things that we like to bond with is just going to these small towns and trying the food, meeting the people. It was, it was a very unique experience. So, again, welcome. This is the Mexico you don't hear about. So, the town... The town and topic today is actually a town that's very near and dear to me. For episode one, of course, I wanted to do the, probably the most important pueblo is the pueblo that I was born in. It's Cotija de la Paz, Michoacán. Um, it's in the state of Michoacán, borders Jalisco. Uh, it's probably a five-minute drive to Jalisco, actually. And this town is very near and dear to me. It's, it is my birthplace. It's somewhere I go every year. It's, it holds you know, an emotional and significant value to, my, to me, so... Of course, episode one had to be my favorite town in Mexico. So, just a little context about Cotija. Cotija, Michoacán, was actually founded as Cotixa in 1576 by Spanish conquistadors. Um, and not until 1790, Cotija was awarded the city status by Aristio Mercado um, in the state of Michoacán, still under the rule of Spain, but they were a city in New Spain. One thing about Cotija, it's always held very deep and religious meaning. It's It was a post where priests and a lot of conversion was done. Um, there has been pretty big religious figures that have come out. Six bishops, one saint uh, of note. We have Rafael Guisari Valencia. He was crowned a saint. Um, one of the first saints actually to be given sainthood in Mexico. And he happened just to be from Cotija. I do want to talk about some notable people. Actually, like I mentioned, these small towns play a historical role in in just Mexico in general. And we don't think that these little towns might have these huge impacts on the country itself. And um, I'll just start first with uh, Ruben Romero, which is actually a, an, a novelist. He was a short story writer. Uh, he was actually uh, in... Madero's army during the rebellion so he was actually a soldier from Mexico during you know the rebellions and the Pancho Villas and that that thing going on with Mexico uh, so he, he was in that crusades and after all that and everything kind of calmed down he started writing stories and he 
did write some you know pretty notable notable novels and short stories in mexico one of them being fantasias uh, it's a pretty short read it has been translated to english if you do read spanish i recommend picking it up um, i've read it a couple times and it's, it is very interesting another one is uh, la musa de orencia it's uh, i haven't read that one but i know it's another notable book that he has written again it's been translated to english so i do recommend if you have time and you're into reading books uh, ruben romero um he is a pretty notable author from Mexico, and he actually happens to be from Cotija. And uh, fun fact, my dad, the street that he grew up on, was uh, Calle Ruben Romero. So um, that's kind of cool. It kind of ties back to my family. Another big person to come out is Felipe Arriaga. And he was born in 1937, so a little bit after Romero's time. Romero's from 1890. And he was kind of like, the best way to describe it is like Ernesto de la Cruz, if you guys have ever watched Coco, Disney's Coco, um, you know, he's the actor, the big singer, is that kid, every kid wanted to be him, he was kind of like that, that kind of figure in Mexico, and he was in a couple films, um, I haven't personally watched them, they're probably a little bit, uh, way before my time, but I know my dad has, El Carafe, y La Ley del Monte, so, and then he did write notable albums, I'll, I'll drop some music in, so you guys can check it out. Um, notable thing about him he was actually kind of like the way I can describe it with, with banda music and mariachi in Mexico you kind of have his padrino and kind of brings you up so he was Vicente Fernandez's padrino like he discovered this guy and this Vicente Fernandez is you know he's known all over every Latin speaking country and he's huge in Mexico and this is the guy that discovered him some guy from Cotija help find Vicente Fernandez and you know help start him up and make him this global star that we we know today and the last person I want to touch base on and um this is a little asterisk he was not born in Cotija his mom is from Cotija but I mean, without his mom we wouldn't have this guy and he's drum roll um it's Cantinflas Cantinflas is huge if I have any Mexican listeners or Latin Latin America listeners he's huge he's he's done hundreds of films for mexico he's kind of like the charlie chaplin of mexican film he's this comedy is is known worldwide he's even known in the u.s he was the original pasaportio um in around the world in 80 days and there is a there's actually a monument museum that has you know pictures and stories of him actually being in Cotija visiting his mom's family and um is he's huge uh he was born in the DFA and and he again he he has ties to this little town that most people don't know about or they just think it's the cheese and it actually helped bring one of Mexico's biggest stars into the light The Pueblito is, it's very colonial. It does, you know, have that, you know, Spanish tile on the roof. Um, very small, narrow houses. Paved brick roads. Um, it's very funny if you guys ever get the chance to go. It's it, The roads are so small that they're two-way streets, but a car, two cars don't fit on the road. So you, the majority of the time you see people riding around in Vespas and a lot of things are by foot i mean you can probably scale the town from the end to end easily within about an hour you'll get to one end to one and in about an hour walking 
and then there's combis and taxis and so there's there's means of transportation to get around and it's it's very unique it's, it's one of those times i actually enjoy walking around One thing I know you guys are excited to hear about is the food. I mean, I know a lot of people love Mexican food, and I was actually talking to my my girlfriend about this. That Mexico is a it's a strange country in the sense that it's one country, but you go to all these different parts, and there's different foods that you won't find in other parts of Mexico. So you know, just for example, you'll go to Tijuana, and you know, tacos are a big thing there, and you'll go to Mexicali, and surprisingly. Chinese food and there's a lot of Asian influence in Mexicali due to the you know the Chinese settlers and the Chinese railroad workers that were that were working in that area and you'll go somewhere like Juarez where you know that's the home of the burrito so that's the best burrito in town and Cotija Cotija offers something completely different it's very it's not it's like no other um what are the big staples of Cotija and you'll find a place selling it left and right is is tostadas and these tostadas the way they're prepared are normally the the first layer is just mole but it's not mole that most people are used to it's a mole cotigense Uh, it's a little bit on the sweeter side it's not spicy at all um and traditional mole it's it's usually cooked in chocolate but this one is actually cooked in (laughs) it's crazy coca-cola is the base of the of the mole and obviously you know you blend the chilies um and they actually add like ritz crackers in the mix and aceite and and it's it's weird trying to explain it but it's one of the best moles i've ever had and it's just that's the only place you'll find it and then you know the second layer will usually be like beans and topped off with some lettuce uh pico de gallo style salsa and then whatever protein you want so like you know jamón lomo um queso de puerco which sounds crazy because what what's pig cheese it's not actual pig's milk it's just kind of like this concoction of pork that's grinded up and and i don't know molded kind of like a gelatin and it's queso de puerco and the final layer is obviously aguacate because michoacan everything 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 has aguacate it's like the staple you don't eat anything without aguacate and then the cotija cheese, which just sets it all on top. And we'll, we'll get back to the cotija cheese. Um, another thing that I want to talk about that's very unique to just Michoacan in general is, is corundas um, and uchepos, which are basically a, a tamal. Uh, the corundas are are wrapped up in, in corn leaves. And they're weird. They're these little triangle bite-sized tamales, but and they're, they don't have any meat in them. They're, they're usually filled with just like a mole, a salsa, um, sometimes I'll have like a spinach or uh, carrots. They'll usually just be stuffed with a little bit of veggie and then you eat them with salsita on top, crema, queso cotija. By far the best food. It's not being biased because I'm from Michoacan, but it's, it is my favorite food. Um, and last but not least, you do have your staples. There is, there is tacos. Um, there is a taquero in every, you know, in every colonia. Um, I happen to be from El Centro, so... Um, I basically live in downtown, which don't get flattered. It's not that big. Downtown is n- nothing major in where I'm from, but um, there's taqueros all over the place. The one I would probably go to is the one in the Mercado. Uh, so if you guys are over there, you know, Chupiquín, there's El Huero and El, and el Barrio Fuerte. 
um, and there is Wachan also in in El Mercado too. Who they all, you know, they're great guys, great food, and then it's it's one of those experiences that you have to go and check out when you're in Cotija. Now, one of the things that I've been waiting to tell you guys about is Cotija cheese. I did say we were going to get back to it. And I know a lot of you people listening do know what Cotija cheese is. If you if you frequent any Mexican food place, it's normally used as a topping, um, the final, you know, accent on a dish. Um, I know if you've eaten enchiladas, chilaquiles, frijoles, they're normally, it's, you know, that topping, a little white topping cheese, very similar to Parmesan. Um... But it did originate in Cotija. Believe it or not, yes, the cheese is named after the town. Um, it's it's kind of off topic, but anytime you know, I tell people I'm from Cotija, that's literally the first thing they say, like, oh, like the cheese. I'm like, yeah, I come from where the cheese came from. Uh, a little backstory on the, the cheese. Um, it did come to prominence around the time that, you know, Cotija did get city status. It, it was, you know, pretty notable around the early 1800s. Um, it was made in the the mountainous area of Cotija so Cotija is very mountainous it's it is you know in in the mountains of Michoacan and the area Las Peñas um, is where it kind of originated from and they brought it down to the city to start selling you know to to local traders and vendors and and what have you and it just kind of blew up from there and one of the big things in Cotija is the Feria del Queso where all the people from Cotija will bring their cheese you get people from all over Michoacan all over Mexico and they'll come and it's just kind of like this big cheese parade in, in the center of in La Plaza de, de Cotija and it's usually every December so if you're ever in Michoacan in in December I would recommend going to Cotija for La Feria del Queso especially if you're a cheese connoisseur <laughs> but yeah, it's one thing buying the supermarket Cotija cheese, but let me tell you guys, if you guys find yourself in Cotija, pick up a barrel. Um, if you're in the area, that Tonino has really good cheese in the area, so I'd pick up a barrel from him, and you'll you'll thank me later. <laughs> well, I'm wrapping up here, and I just want to thank you guys for taking the time. Um, thank you for listening about my small little town and what it means to me. It does mean the world to me. And hopefully we'll get to episode number two. But till next time, this is the Mexico you didn't hear about with Francisco Yanova. Bye. Thank you.